Welcome to the Winter Solstice 2017 IM Symposium. And if you're not signed up, make sure you sign up at the IMSymposium.com to receive all the gifts and playback from this online event. And I know Robert uh, has some links that he's going to want to share with you. It's probably some gifts he's going to offer to you. So you might get to this event on, on Facebook at an event page, but you certainly want to make sure that you sign up to meet all of our presenters a little bit more in depth and to stay informed. I want to introduce my very, very dear friend, Robert Pease. And I've invited everyone who's a part of this symposium and these sages have been a part of my life for a very long time. And Robert was one of those people when I doubted myself or whatever, I'd call him up and he'd tell me, it's just the big boys don't want us to have that platform yet, Renee. The big boys don't want us to have that platform yet. And you know what? Now the time is push over because we're here and we're ready to shine. And Dr. Robert Pease is a transparency coach and wealth consultant and a successful multi-business owner who still finds plenty of time for teaching, writing, and lecturing. As the creator of Imagine Dream Workshop Experience, Shine, and founder of Robert Pease International, the Peace for Prosperity Network, the highly sensitive and gifted club, and the creator and founder of One Team Share, Dr. Robert pursues a vigorous life of passionate living to support people to support their transformation with grace and ease. I'm going to go on a little bit more about Dr. Robert Pease because he's just, he's an amazing. And Dr. Robert has cultivated, supported, and transformed thousands of people worldwide with his relaxed, humorous, and story-sharing keynotes, workshops, lectures, and books. When at home from travels, he enjoys his passion as a social entrepreneur to strengthen and empower his concierge clients to insert playfulness into their hectic, overworked schedules, shifting their mindsets to focus on following their dream. Void of lack and scarcity beliefs, amplifying frustrations, fatigue, and flow caused from the challenges and hurdles of having a bad love affair with money to develop the mindset for romancing the money and playful loving lifestyle, living as their new objective and passion. And as I said earlier, we worked through this a lot as I grew into who I am as this author and coming up, um, coming up Hay House author of Winds of Spirit. Robert certainly has been one of my biggest cheerleaders. He's done keynotes for me numerous times, so numerous times. And so I'm thrilled to have this conversation with you tonight. You there? Boy, I'm going to have a conversation by I'm myself. <laughs> well, I'm here, you know. Can you hear me, darling? I can hear you, darling. All right, good. And well, he's a fashion know. design guy, too, darling. <laughs> I am, I am. There are so many layers to Dr. Robert Peace. It's like, pick one, Renee. We've known each other a long time. Yes, I'm very passionate about everything I do, and I'm very passionate about you. You have been, uh, I've seen you in your highs and your lows and your in-betweens. This 
and you same with myself. I mean, we have been on this extraordinary adventure of uh, expanding our own minds and to become more of the conscious people that we want to associate with and attract in our lives. And to do that, it has been a hell of a lot of work, as you well right. know. Here you are, again, with the I Am Symposium, but most, most importantly, the book, which you have labored over for a long, long time. Very exciting. Of course, I bought it immediately on Amazon.com, waiting for my copy, of course. I'll get it signed from you. And of course, my client base will all have a copy too for Christmas. But I just want to say congratulations to you on every part of it. You deserve it. You are part of the leading edge uh, as long uh, as many others are, including myself, I guess. But we've done the LGBTQ symposium work, which you are still behind. You've worked uh, in numerous causes, not to mention you're a fabulous chef. We have that in common as well. But we're here and we've gotten this far by the grace of divine love. And that is the winds are blowing and the direction that we're sailing. And let's just fly as we may on those winds. Well, thank you very much. God, I see, see how he works. He lifts me up by starting to share all about me. I mean, how, you know, it is all about us, right? And it, it really is. And, and, and but I want him to share, um, he understands business. And one of the things that we've always had together is this love of business. And, and a lot of people always thought, oh, that's a separate thing, spiritual and business. And it's not. It's really not. And, and whether it's a job you're working or anything, and, and Robert knows this about how you show up in your life is how you show up in your life. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Gosh, visibility. My biggest, I don't know, biggest dream for everybody. Authenticity is a nasty word. Because the minute we say it, everybody goes, yes, yes, yes. And they run as fast as they can in the opposite direction because we don't know what that means. We think it means that it means something about exposure. It means that some part of us is going to be sh uh, shown by other people as the, the bad or the dark side of us. But it doesn't mean that at all. It means revelation. It means to reveal ourselves and to show up in all aspects of who we are. We all have versions of ourselves, right? We've been a version, like a version, touched for the very first time. I love it. But like the versions that we have with our family or our friends or our coworkers, there's an aspect of us that always uh, is the part we're playing. But really, it's not that it's a fake part. It's just one aspect of who we are. And all those versions, bring them together because that's the beauty of us. We are all these aspects, like a peacock with many feathers. And once we show ourselves, we reveal ourselves in all of our aspects, not just the one to each individual kind of person we meet, but just to be ourselves in all ways, then the part of us that the people want to see the most, that's what's going to shine to them. And the other parts of us are still there as well. So imagine yourself being in a hub and you have many spokes or many versions of yourself and you're playing out each one of those individually with different people, it gets very tiring. And the world gets exhausted from playing those different roles and trying to connect the dots. Imagine yourself in the center of it and you're the hub and you're connected to all those parts of yourself, almost like an air traffic controlment. And from that place, you are navigating beautifully each line of connection each contact with different kinds of people 
and your whole in that place. And they then connect with each other into a greater hub, which makes a wheel of movement, of uh, ability to grow and expand ourselves. That's when we are feeling that whole perfect completeness because we're no longer hiding some aspect that isn't as bright and shiny as maybe another part of us. The part of us that is dull and boring or sometimes isn't funny or doesn't bathe every day or can be vulgar or can be sweet or be kind or generous or hateful. There are so many aspects of who we are. We're entitled to be all of them simultaneously. And that to me is the revelation we're under. We're in an emergence, Renee, an enormous emergence of becoming ourselves for the very first time. And as we awake in that respect, we become more comfortable in our skin and we can show up right now who we are in all times and all places, anywhere we go with anybody we meet. And that's really the greatness of authenticity if we use that word. It's such a great word. I, I remember back when, when I was, my biggest complaint was I'm working too hard. I'm going here and I'm being a cook over here and I'm doing this. And, and, and finally when that day when it all integrated that if I want to go teach the kids how to cook on a Friday night, that's me shining there, you know, and it's not separate. It's just, mm-hmm. Hey, if I could catch a few in the kitchen before they become addicts, then, then great you know, good. So I get that. And, and so this authenticity and showing up, what's the biggest fear people face in showing up in their lives? Have you uncovered in your work? Well, again, you know, in the shine work, great question. In the shine work, I was always saying, you know, you just need to show up. That's 99% of the deal. And better go, yeah, 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 let's show up. And then they wouldn't. (laughs) And they go, okay, what happened? Way, you know? And what I realized is that it's still that fear of exposure versus reveal. When we're revealing ourselves, then we are in control of that. We're managing the way and the temperature of our coming to oneness. But when we feel like it's an exposure, when we feel like we're being, you know, pointed out, made example of, or being um, shown up in a gesture of ridicule or shame, blame, or guilt by family or friends or whoever, then it feels threatening. And there's been so much threatening that people are now conditioned to it being more about exposure than their opportunity to be in revelation, to reveal themselves. And that's where the shift is. I've realized it's not about showing up uh, and saying, you've got to get out there, you've got to come out of the closet. Uh, like the gays did or women are doing more and more as they unite together in the world. But in the sense of being able to just be who you are and feel good about that without shaming or blaming yourself, when we take, when we make ourselves an example of all the lessons we've learned and we say, like, I, I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect for love. I'm perfect mm. in the sense that I get you because I get me. I can be compassionate. I can be patient with your pain now because I've learned to become more patient with my own. And it's a heart song, as you well know, uh, with your new book. You speak so much of the revelation of the heart. It is about us just being sincere from that place, from the heart place, not from what the mind, the monkey mind keeps telling us we can and cannot do, should or shouldn't do. And as we do this more, we're able to just kind of shine from inside out. It's not a spotlight. Because I came to the theater, as you will, 18 years 
theater, 18 years with the military, running special services and recreations. I've had 36 years of being somewhat in the spotlight, but I never really was. I wasn't the actor. I was the producer, the director. I was behind the scenes guy. And so I really didn't get it. But here's what it is. The shine and the spotlight is not when we step out on the stage. It's not the light from beyond that comes down and focuses on us in front of the audience. It's the light that's within us that shines from within out to the audience. That's the light that we are beginning to realize that needs to show up. Not the one from outside revealing us or exposing us to the world, but the one that's going to allow us to just shine our brightest self, be our expert self, be whoever we are whether it is the kids cooking on Friday night, the co-currents working with, we're in the community of whatever. If we're doing circus de soyer, it doesn't matter. It's all about having fun, enjoying life, and just being really true to ourselves in that moment. That's what it's about, at least for me. You know that. And it's the truth is, Hey, you might want to push over a little bit. You're kind of going off the spotlight over here. I want to get you in this more. There you Blood go. He's talking about being yeah. in the center, and he's like, he's fading off the left side of the yeah, stage. Yeah, I'm going to hide off. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> he's still hiding. The uh, the that is so. The truth is is that light that shines from inside, and it doesn't matter what you do, you know, and. When you find that to me is the awakening, when you realize that it's just all that perfect of that eating that one strawberry at dinner with a friend. Remember that night we had that great dinner? And, and being present with another person, another heart, that's as good as it gets. And that's a lot. And you keep looking. So what could people do at this time of the year when it's the solstice time? It's that time of going, that time of darkness. How... Where's a, what's a good thing to do with your heart when it's a time of introspection to make sure when you come back out in the spring, you know, you're your full present self. Well, like the bears, you know, they hibernate and they get fatter. We don't want to do that. But it, <laughs> but it is a time when we are, you know, the winter months, of course, in the Northern Hemisphere is about, you know, sort of going inward and retrospective and, taking an assessment of the year. We're, we're approaching the end of the year um, and the beginning of a new year. There's always the intention of the hope of what will become, but also we need to assess and evaluate what have we done this year? What have we created? Where have we um, really made leaps and bounds? And where did we sort of stumble the most? Um, not from a point of criticism in terms of ridicule, but constructively, did I accomplish my dream this year? Whatever that is, am I still following it? Was I able to finance my dream a little better than the year before? Did I ask for help more than I usually have in the past? Did I allow myself to receive help um, more than I ever had before? Because that's always the big one for folks like you and I. We can ask for help, but the allowing ourselves to fully receive that uh, not, has not necessarily been the easiest part, it's the biggest challenge. So is it improvement or do I feel like I have just really screwed it all up? And when people start looking at that aspect, then what can I do to improve upon it? Where is the, where is the constructive criticism? I've gotten to a place I've simplified it, Renee. It's like, you're either happy 
or you're mad or sad. So when we ask ourselves today, am I mad or am I sad? Which one? And if I'm neither, it's to recognize that I must be happy. <laughs> because if I'm not mad and I'm not sad, oh my gosh, it's a happy day. And let me be happy instead of wondering whether I'm mad or I'm sad or if everybody else is. The best thing to do, ask people. The little testament, testament for the rest of the year for everyone. When you come across a friend or a family member in that moment, ask them, are you mad or sad? They'll take a moment and think, well, it's a sad day. And then we can engage in that sadness. May I ask, may I ask what is making you sad today? And let them share with you that. Or they're mad because the boss did this or whatever. And then when we get beyond the madness or the sadness, what's left is the happy. Can we be happy today? It's a yes or no question. <laughs> we can usually decide, I can be happy. I can go beyond the mad or sad to the place where I'm always happy beyond the matter sad. So I've gotten real simplified with this, Renee, because of all the work and the studies and everything I've done inside myself, I wake up every morning and you know the first thing I say is, what shall I create today? I rub my hands together. For me, life is this extraordinary, extraordinary journey. I live it, you know me well. I've been through so many multiple traumatic situations, near death, et cetera, war, all kinds of stuff that you know could define me but it doesn't define me anymore. What defines me is when I wake up. If it's a creative moment, am I mad or sad? I'm neither. I'm happy today. And I'm going to show up in that happy. That becomes the song I'm singing anymore. What about you? I'm singing, you that, you I'm singing that same song. And I mean, you know, for years I that I was mad and sad. And now it's like... And, you know, it's like, it's a real state of being that you really, like, can really enjoy your life and show up. And, you know, I work in treatment. And, and, and so, to me, this is recovery at its finest is how do you show up today? Happy or sad? I like that. Happy, mad, or sad? Today I'm going to be mad. And you know what? And being okay when you're mad. It's okay, okay to be you mad. Can still be happy. You can right. be happy while you're Right, exactly. And we tend not to. We think that being mad or sad means I cannot also be happy. Right. The happiness then. I can be mad at something, angry about it, work through that with myself or with other people. It's about sharing it. Right. And we tend not to do that a lot. And you, you know, in, in terms of uh, treatment, working in co-occurrences especially, People are dealing with so many layers nowadays. It's, it's, there is no one treatment for us. We are dealing with drug therapy. We're dealing with co-occurrences with depression, bipolar, multiple personality disorder, paranoid schizophrenia. People are dealing with so many layers of information that are bombarding them. They're, they're, they're not functioning in a happy place because they're being bombarded continuously by this outer experience that is impacting their lives, forgetting that they are not that. That is just an occurrence that's coming towards them like a way that happiness is still inside. Even yeah. if they're mad at the government or they're <laughs> mad at their boss or they're mad at their girlfriend or their husband, whoever, it doesn't mean it has to be real on the inside. 
and I think that's a really good point. You there? I am here. Okay. I think that's a really good point about, you know, I make a conscious decision when I'm going to engage the news. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, it's like, it's coming at you so many hundreds of different ways that in order to, are you finding this with your clients that in order to stay true to my happiness, which I prefer to be in, that mm. I have to take small doses of things and, yeah. and I pick and choose where, where I'm going to put my attention today. Do you find that you're, you, you do that or, or how do you, how do you oh, deal with, with all of this chaos? It's about focus. We can choose, we focus on where we choose. And of course, what we focus on, we create. We know this now from quantum physics. So if we're focusing on the news, as we call it, what we're focusing on is an alarmist reaction to some situation that's happening immediately that there's no resolution to. It's, it's impactful, it's, uh, the, it's current, it's like you know the shooting in the neighborhood, the this going on, the bombing over there, the war. But there's no resolution. They're never commenting on the resolution. What is the impact that it's having? It's just, it's just cause and it creates reaction. And we get caught up in that. We're never feeling like anything is resolved. So it's about focus. If we focus on what is wrong with everything, that's what we're going to attract. If we focus on what isn't working in our life all the time, then that's what's going to show up. What isn't working all the time in our life. If we're focused on our lack and scarcity, we're going to have that show up. It's going to come at us constantly because that's where our focus is. We have to remind ourselves we can choose to focus on anything we like. Focus on the lack and scarcity in the bank account, but then focus on the prosperity that you can create to you know, counterbalance that. Focus on the asking instead of on the giving. Focus on the sharing instead of the telling. Focus on the listening instead of the talking. We can choose the counterbalance of that at any time we choose. And I think this is the thing that we're all beginning to recognize is that what I focus on, I definitely create. So I need to be conscious of that moment. What am I focusing on at this very moment? Am I focusing on the love inside of myself? Or am I focusing on my headache? Or am I focusing on all the paperwork on my desk that never seems to go away? It's what we focus on that keeps inundating us in life. And I think and feel this is the big shift. This is the emergence. We're beginning to be selective about what we focus on. Not so much news, not so much TV, not so much fantasy, not so much fiction, not so much reality as we call it. But you know, what is it that I focus on at the moment? Do I want to focus on being productive or do I want to focus on I can't seem to get anything done? And that is the choice we have. And it really will, it supports us more and more as we realize the reward for the benefit of that. Let's focus on how us to feel good, just as much as the things that allow us to feel bad. And there is just as many, if not more of those in our daily environment. I think that's a good, a good place to, to to move into your new thing, your new, your new, where you're putting your focus to, because I've known you and you're very excited about this new format of business you're, you're creating that, that, that I think that has um, a, a, 
<laughs> very excited about this. So he's going to tell us about a little bit about it. Um, and because he's about helping people to get beyond the illusion of all of this. And, mm -hmm. and so it's, since it's all such a game, mm -hmm. this is a new business game for Robert. Well, you know, there's been so many quantum moments in my life I'm so grateful for. I've had the opportunity in my life to have more than one giant aha moment in creativity. Um, 23 years of age, creating this small world holiday camp in Europe, in Japan, and seeing the benefit of that impact. Uh, culture uh, was amazing. I wasn't really able to even handle it in terms of the reward or the benefit. But over, I've had such great, great opportunities in my life to express and this is like an amalgamation. I mean, in a way, I came up with the idea of Facebook way before Facebook. I was in New York. I downloaded it. I spent hours typing it out, the intellectual property on it. It was so far beyond its time that when I went out to produce it, it was going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars because the technology had yet to be created. I couldn't even talk a language of it because streaming and skins for website, all that had not yet been created. AOL and CompuServe had just happened. But so I walked away. I said, it's not its time, it's not mine. But what has happened is an amalgamation of everything I've, I've ever worked for and done. It's called One Team Share. And what it is, is an opportunity to make, create a hub, very much like a social uh, network that is plugged into everybody who is plugged into everybody else. And what it does, it also offer, offers I've done some research to say, what, what, how can it be self-sufficient? Because it's just an entity. It's not a business. It's not a nonprofit or a profit. It's a way of people connecting, sharing with they, uh, their resources or their gifts, offering a part of them for free to the people at large who are part of the community as a bonus offer in order for them to be able to learn and grow from mentors and teachers in every aspect of the world and at the same time be plugged into a compensation plan that allows you to monetize through network marketing that. So it's like, it's like internet marketing, network marketing, multi-level marketing connected to a social hub like Facebook uh, that have come together in this puzzle. I spent about now five months, Renee, literally daily in it so deep that I can't begin to tell you just trying to get the business model into one precise skin. I've done it. It's ready to launch. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with it. Uh, the community at large is the business uh, organization. There's not one person. I'm not going to own it. It's not an intellectual property. Like I said, it's an entity uh, versus a, a corporation or profit or nonprofit. It's a solution, I believe, to supporting people and monetizing themselves, being able to work from home share their gifts, gain from people like you and I, who will be offering up our gifts as part of the bonus to support them in building their own social entrepreneur and business strategy with the support of everybody inside of it, building it with you as well. You're not gonna be out there on your own. You're gonna have a library and an archive of information on everything you could ever imagine from all the experts who are involved. So it's kind of daunting and large, but at the same time, it's a simple, simple process. I hope to be launching it. By the time um, the first year comes, we'll see. If nothing else, 
it's been a lot of fun to build. It's taught me a lot about the ways that we can manage ourselves financially and build ourselves financially, get rid of the lack of scarcity, be self-employed, be an entrepreneur, work from home, and at the same time, connect with the world, like-minded people, whatever aspect of the like-mindedness we want to be in, and be able to do it inside of our own unique communities as like one team shares like, a, like the sun and we're all the planets around it with our own communities on each planet that can connect to any aspect of it we choose. So get ready, be interested to see what you have to say about it when it comes out. But it's been my heartthrob you know, for a long time. We're getting ready to do it. Uh, the gift on that for you and everyone else will be at www.oneteamshare.com forward slash gifts, G-I-F-T-S. I'm not even sure I've got it completely fully open. You'll go there, you'll see what it is. And uh, that'll be able to take you to the next level and be able to connect with all of us in the one team share process. So thank you for even letting me bring that up on the call. Oh, absolutely. Because one thing that I, I, I remember many years ago, you said to me, you know, I was thinking I was playing so small. Like I was thinking, okay, I got to hoard this information because somebody else is going to take it or have at it. Little did I know that, that this wind destiny that was coming my way that was mine to bring forward, I don't know how many lifetimes I've been working on it, but it, was, it wasn't even what I thought I was setting out to create. So probably what you're creating might be way different than, we never know when we're creators. And you when you know. get, you never know. There was, that's how that, crea that is how creation works. And he'd say to me, Renee, mm -hmm you're forgetting there's millions and millions of billions of people out there. So if you share your work to a couple thousand people and give it away, oh, well, there's billions more who haven't read you yet. They have, don't know you. So, you know, that always made it like, oh, here, let me freely share this once it was in a form to share. That doesn't mean go give away all mm -hmm. your ideas, but it means once it's in a form to share, there's billions of people out there who need what you have. And it's your, it's your creation and it's your time to shine with that, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, it's visibility. Again, if you're not broadcasting, no one can find you. And I always <laughs> say to everybody, you know, they're in the, the lack of scarcity on some level or another. I go, well, so uh, in what way are you broadcasting? But they go, what? I go, broadcasting. Where are you broadcasting to whom? Because there's lots of people who are looking for you, looking for your gifts, looking for your ideas, looking for your friendship, looking for your love, looking for your support, looking for a lot of things that are Renee Barabo. But if you do not broadcast in a voice that's clear, conveying your message, which is what we've all been honing our skillfulness in, conveying our message in such a way on a pathway that invites people to play with us, once we get that piece, then we share it, we broadcast, they can find us. And they right. go, there you are. I've been looking for you my whole life. I didn't even know it. There you are. And they come. And then we get to co-create together and collaborate. Absolutely. We all have this ability. We all have something special to share with each other, for sure. Visible. Broadcast. Broadcast. And that's what we've been doing here on the I Am Symposium in 2017. And I... I really want to thank you and I look forward to our next parts of our creative journeys together because I think that's what it all really amounts to. And, and for those listening and watching, make sure you, you, know, you sign up for the link at the imsymposium.com so you get his link 
and you know start into that social hub of all these people who really need what you have to offer and I guess I should do a little plug and make sure you go over to amazon.com and pre-order winds of spirit or go to my website if you want that signed copy. But, but in the meantime, just make sure you get it because this is what it's all about. This is the creation and you're part of that creative hub and the winds have been there since the very beginning of time. Get her book. book, (laughs) Amazon.com or website. You're Start so with cute. Your friends, support the beauty of what she's created here and pay it forward as we all have. Thank you, Renee, for having Thank me. Thank you. On the show. Thank you very much for being here and taking your time.